Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts Sarasa. I'm Noreen Mitchell. I'm here in the studio with my co-host Karen Cassian and we're pleased to welcome back, finally, Lauren Rodriguez. Hello. Hello, Lauren. Thanks for joining us, Lauren. It's been too long since we last It has been too long. Yeah. A Lauren. whole pandemic, shall we say. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Lauren is the um, actual, Ali, the, what do you call yourself now? New president. From the I'm president of the Huntsville Theatre Company. Congratulations. She's an actor Thank you. and a director and a producer and all those wonderful things. For everything in the theatre. Yes. What do you do in your spare time? Do you have a job? Or? <laughs> I, oh, so many. No, I'm a film and television production coordinator in my uh, day job. Okay. And then, but theatre is truly my passion. So that's what I end up doing with my spare time and I wouldn't do anything else. And we're glad you do. <laughs> that's right. You recently had an AGM, the Huntsville Theatre Company, and so that's, I guess, when you were uh, uh, elected. We uh, did indeed. And that's wonderful. Congratulations. Who else is on your board? Uh, so this year on our board, we have myself, we have Una Pape, we have Ruth Cassie, we have Marcy Yale, and uh, we have two brand new people to the area, uh, Jocelyn Bell and also Chris Robati. Um, they're two amazing women who with uh, lots of theater experience, and we're very happy to have oh, them. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. Yeah. New blood is always good. Oh, they're fabulous. And we know that the Huntsville Theatre Company has been busy this year. Oh, no, very. And you're reviving um, a schedule, right? Of, Absolutely. Of performances and a season. Yes, we have a full season. What a shock. The whole pandemic later. <laughs> and so the season consists of two full uh, plays that will be in-person plays, right? Correct. Where um, will they be? Sorry, the the Algonquin Theatre? Yes, um, both our plays for the season are at the Algonquin Theatre, and we absolutely can't wait. Yes. You've had a few things that have been going on already. Like, I mean, I know there was the Huntsville Theatre Company was active with Nuit Blanche North, for example. Mm -hmm. That was a new venture uh, involving a lot of people. Oh, yeah. So we've um, we've been involved in Nuit Blanche. Our first one was actually 2018 when we did Broadway After Dark for the very first time. That was during Nuit Blanche. And then we've come back every year it's been available, um, except for, of course, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, just trying new and different things. Theater is such a creative art. And Nuit Blanche North just allows so much creativity with that. It was a mystery. Yes. So this year we were like, you know what? We want it to be really immersive um, based on the theme as well. Um, so Unipape organized a full like um, crime mystery that you could go throughout downtown during Wee Blanche North and meet the characters and find clues. And it was the perfect place for that. Was it successful? I, I, oh, yes. Yeah. Apparently, I actually was away that particular day, unfortunately. Well, um, I actually popped in from time to time because you could, kind of did that. And, yeah. And you would see. But I didn't recognize a lot of the people. So I believe you had a lot of novice thespians. It's kind of amazing. Like, I feel like we we keep I know that the pandemic really changed. Like a lot of people moved in their lives, whether they moved 
around Ontario, within Ontario, away. But there are a lot of new people in town um, who are just now learning about all the different things that this amazing town we know as Huntsville offers. We know we have an amazing artistic hub, an artistic community. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's theater, if it's visual arts, if it's music. So those people that are now living here are discovering that and I think we're going to see a lot of amazing people with amazing talents That's coming great. out. That's nice to hear. You also kept up the canvas uh, What's on Tap series. We did. And I'm really sorry to have missed the James Bond one. Oh, that story. that one was lit. Oh, it was just stunning to hear to hear those songs like done with everybody all dressed up super fancy like we were in a casino. It was so tell so us about amazing. the series. So you, go, you it's at Canvas Brewery, and for our audience, what what is it that you do there? So we basically call them immersive interactive theme nights. We always have performance performers, so singers. Sometimes there's specific dance sequences, like our Disco Muskoka. What's on tap was disco themed, so we had a whole like learn this disco dance move section. Um, and it's basically like transforming Canvas into whatever the theme is so people can come in, they can have drinks, they can be a part of it, they can listen to great music, hear great dress performers, up. dress up. Um, there's usually prizes as well. There's dancing There's too, dancing, yeah. there's tons of dancing. It's basically, it kind of came from, well, we don't really have any interactive dancing nights too often in Huntsville. No, so I we agree. kind of wanted to try that and give it to people and people love it they eat it up every time we have one so we wanted to add it to the season this year to keep doing it and you also did broadway after dark we at did Morgan house it was a very busy summer shall we say that was three nights it was yeah this year we decided we had such a success when we did it um last summer and it sold out so we wanted to do it again for a longer period and um Pam and Hondo at Morgan House were very gracious to host us again. They're amazing hosts and it's an amazing venue. I was going to ask you, is that a good venue for what you did? Honestly, it is because you fit like it might not be like it's not 400 seats like the Algonquin Theater, but you get 50 people there. Um, you can have drinks. Canvas helped us out with some uh, providing alcohol during intermission and before the show. So it just becomes a fun night out. Um, and and a more intimate venue. I exactly. Think, yeah. So it's honestly, every, we, we, everybody messaged us after that show that hadn't been there before and was like, what an amazing place. And so we're glad to get that out there as well. So more people use an mm -hmm. amazing venue like Morgan House. Mm -hmm. So for the main stage, uh, is look, are you looking forward to being back as director of the play? I am. It's been... Because uh, obviously, pandemic, we all did things online, um, in person. You know, during the pandemic, we tried to do some things over various summers to make things happen, but to actually direct a full play again, like really dive into like, you get to really dive into all these different amazing characters and work with all these amazing actors like in person. There really is, it's magical. There's no other really way to describe it. So the play is Little Women. It is. And it's coming up very soon. Are it you is. in rehearsals already? Oh, yes. 
we're all we're all rehearsed we're getting props and costumes we're at that point we just had photos done for press so we're almost there <laughs> could you tell us a little bit about the um adaptation of the well-known novel by louisa may alcott yes so this uh little women uh was written by kate hamill um this adaptation because we all know little women are very famous and it's not just one book it's multiple so there are hundreds of adaptations whether it's theater whether it's film there's a musical um and people might not know which one um so i really liked kate's adaptation because i've read a few um i really loved kate's adaptation mostly for her focus on these characters i feel like she really gets down the relationships between the four sisters um and it doesn't necessarily end when the book ends i don't want to spoil anything Mm -hmm. because it's actually really the ending of this is beautiful like the read through we were crying it's amazing um did she submit it the playwright how, like I know last no, time you I talked about it. oh you found it yeah I know last time you talked about acquisition ri- of rights and mm-hmm. how that works a bit and you said that people solicit you sometimes yeah we groups. do still have playwrights that'll send us like oh I've you know written this play or this play has been done here maybe you should do it uh, we have directors who are interested like I read plays as much as I can just to see what's out there and so that was me with Little Women I was reading plays because I also was looking for. We have so many talented female um, females in Muskoka, and I feel like I mean, actors. A, a, yeah, yeah, a lot okay. of plays like don't. You know, a lot of plays were written like you know mostly with male roles okay. um, or roles for men. So I like plays like Little Women that it's an almost all female cast of cast. women um, doing like absolutely amazing things and showing strong female representation and so that's how i came across it i I read about her a little bit um that she wrote she i saw an interview with uh with her and she has said she was interested in creating radical feminist reclamations of the classics yeah so i think that sort of sums up you know her interest Mm -hmm. in gender and social issues yeah exactly right so i think people need to be aware it's a bit different right like a, yeah like we're still in like period garb and everything uh, but i would definitely say like obviously when louise may alcott wrote those books the world was extremely different and i think what kate brings out is that for example joe her biggest wishes and regrets are she can't she can't be who she feels she wants to be And so that's what's really explored in this is like these women at this time wanted to be all these things, but they were kept being told that they couldn't. So it's how do you how do they deal with that and how they work with that? Well, I think we're looking forward to it. Yes, very much so. I think this is a good moment for us to take a break. We're speaking with Lauren Rodriguez from the Huntsville Theatre Company, and we'll be right back. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. back on Arts Russ. I'm Noreen Mitchell with Karen Cassian, my co-host, and today we have Lauren Rodriguez in the studio, and she's talking about all the wonderful things that the Huntsville Theatre Company is up to. Um, you have another play coming up. Oh, yes, we do. Tell us about that. Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? 
Yes, our second play this season is Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, directed by the incomparable Sidney Jones. Um, that was just cast, so rehearsals will start very soon. That was a play that we were literally, we'd finish blocking, we were ready to go, and then the pandemic hit. So it's a new cast. It's oh, that's not what same. I was curious to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sid was the original director and she has such an amazing vision for this show. So I really feel like Sid's vision needs to be seen. And I'm so happy that we get to do it at the Algonquin as well. Can you tell us who the cast is? I was going <laughs> to Or would you rather save is that? It a, is it a secret? No, it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the cast is uh, David Walton. Oh, he's uh, wonderful. Kyla Taylor. Oh, good. Then we have Rachel Thompson and we have Nick Coulter. Oh. Very cool. So, that's, for, that's for Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. What correct. about Little Women? We didn't ask you about. Oh, Little Women. Um, I can tell the whole cast. Uh, there are 10. Um, Little Women's cast is actually a lot of new actresses that we've never seen. So I am absolutely thrilled that we get to showcase them. Uh, We've got Aiden McAdams. We've got Paige Meunier. uh, We've got Maya Dooney. And we've got Kaylin Lane as our four Little Women. Okay. And then the cast also includes Prue Donaldson, Karen Thorne, Drew Hutchison, uh, Mackenzie Howard, David Ray, and Tim Lussier. Wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. And you remembered them all. I Good did. for you. I've spent a lot of time with them recently. So <laughs> That's great. I can't wait to see both those plays. It's no, amazing. I've been very fortunate. I'm, I'm glad to give local artists the opportunity to actually be on stage That's again nice. as well. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have missed it. You produced uh, an interesting new thing that I hadn't heard about before called Dare to Dream Showcase of Local Youth. That was this past June. It was. Could you talk about that? Yeah, so that kind of came from, um, obviously, beginning of 2022 was still like we had another another shutdown um, with more COVID variants. We were trying to figure out what do we do because we were originally thinking, well, maybe we can still do our theater as my passion program. But then with all the shutdowns and regulations, we couldn't anymore. So what ended up happening was we were like, well, the youth of our community in the arts have had almost nothing. Like last summer, we did like Broadway After Dark and stuff. But that's, you know, obviously that's a more adult show. Um, you know, the musicals couldn't happen, like all the things that our youth normally participate in. So we came up with this Dare to Dream Showcase Day. So it was basically inviting all youth to showcase their talents, their artistic skills, and just bring it to the Algonquin stage. So we had youth do, we had singers, we had uh, various instruments, violin, piano. We had a speed Rubik's Cube um, in front of us. Um, Basically, there was just, we wanted just any kind of talent. Like the youth haven't had much for themselves. So I said, well, I'm sure they've been honing and learning their skills still while COVID was happening. So come and come and showcase them. So did they come out? Was it successful? Oh, yes. We had uh, 12 uh, youth in the show. Um, And yeah, we had the stage packed um, with parents, with supporters. Just it was amazing to see everybody come out to support the youth of our community. And it was an event to raise money for theater is my passion. Yes, we made sure that we wanted to raise some extra funds so that we could do theater is my passion this year. 
So that's why we're excited for that to happen. And everybody had a blast. The performers had a blast being able to actually do something on stage. It was amazing. So that actually begins in February of 2023, right? Yes. Like, so it's something that runs till mid-year next year. Yeah, uh, our performance for the Theatres by Passion program will be uh, June at the Algonquin Theatre. So people want to get involved in that. Or you, when you say youth, what's the age range for that? Is there Usually for Theatres by Passion, we say 8 to 18. Okay. We basically just require that, like, if it's younger, that's okay. We just, we want them to be able to read the script and yes. understand the script. So that's why we usually say 8 to 18. And they learn mm -hmm. a lot, don't they? Oh, they they learn so much they it goes from because it's they it becomes their show so they can explore these characters they can learn about all the theatrical intricacies whether you're acting whether you're backstage whether they have to work with costumes and props so they have to do you take one play and then move through this whole period of yes. time with it yeah and do you have a play for that not yet. Not yet. No, okay. we uh we were doing Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe back in 2020 when the shutdown happened. So we're considering bringing that back, but there's so many amazing plays and shows for youth. So okay. we'll find something really fun. I think the kids will get excited. I remember Alberta Robinette saying to us that what a good background it is having a theater training in all your all your life. Oh, it is. It, I mm -hmm. I feel like I mean I know I work. My day job is in film and television, but theater is just such a collaborative art. Um, no matter what part of it you're doing, it doesn't matter if you're an actor or a director or a producer, you're still working with everybody and you're learning constantly and you're constantly problem solving. Um, and building confidence. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I think you can take that to absolutely any job. Mm -hmm. And so if, if these young people want to get involved, do they go to your website? Is that where they find out more about the theater's? Yes, we'll all we'll keep our website up to date. Um, we post auditions and everything on all our social media and anybody can always email if they have questions. It seems that your auditions uh, get noted too in Doppler and also yes. uh, in the local newspaper. Yeah, we try to make sure that it's out there because we want as many people to participate in local arts as possible. Um, Lauren, the Huntsville Festival of the Arts has TPAN, which is for young people. They is do. It, are they the same... Do some of those same kids crossover or I think I think or? so. I think some of them have done both mm -hmm. as far as I'm aware. I think it's just so great that, that there's so many opportunities. Well, not so many, but there's there's a number of opportunities. Well, it's smart, exactly. too. It's smart for theater company because it's like libraries. You get them young and you build them into being supporters as adults. Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I just think, like we said, there's so many skills that you can take to anything. So even if um, participants don't go on to be professionals in theater they can do so much with it and they can also give back to the community in other ways they could take those skills to our jobs mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm thinking of a of a youth group a younger youth group and that is an event that you're having called what once upon a hero oh yes it's a family event it is would you like to talk about that yes so we're partnering with the huntsville public library to basically do an interactive day for families. Um, we've called it Once Upon a Hero because it's going to be a day of all the heroes and fantasy and princess characters that we all know and love. Um, families will be able to come either in the morning or the afternoon, so you can pick what time works for you. There'll be uh, live performances, there'll be uh, live story time, there'll be photo opportunities with all the characters, and it's just a Again, something for families to be able to do together and kind of enjoy that 
theatrical magic without maybe having to sit through a, you know, two hour show. Because sometimes if you got like two or three year olds, maybe that's not their thing yet. So this is kind of a introduction and a fun way to do that. And it's Saturday, November the 19th. There are it two is. shows and will people sign up for them? How will that, will you register or you get tickets? Or yes. What? So yeah. tickets are available on our website, huntsvilletheater.org. Already? Yeah. Okay, All great. set. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we should talk, too, about what the times are for the Little Women and mm-hmm. the dates for that. If you would remind us, please. Yes. So uh, Little Women is playing October 20th to 22nd at the Algonquin Theatre. We're doing all those nights at 7.30 p.m. But then the Saturday, we're also doing a matinee at that's, 2 p.m. That's what I'm going Yay. to. Yay. <laughs> And I also think if you could talk a little bit about what's coming up in the rest of the season that are not the full plays. Oh, yes. With the what's on top. Yes. Um, So part of our season this year, getting back into things, um, is adding the what's on taps to our season. So when you buy a season subscription, you not only get tickets to the plays, you get tickets to the what's on tap events. So the first one is we've partnered with... um, the Girlfriend's Getaway Weekend. We're doing a country jamboree at Canvas Brewery. Ooh, cool. So come I on out. I can see the costumes already. Oh yeah, so come on out, dress in your country best. There'll be some line dancing, of course. And then at the end of January, we're doing a karaoke bonanza night. So people can come out and do fun karaoke. Um, there'll be some prizes for that as well. And then in April, we're doing Fiesta Latina, which is a celebration of all Latinx culture. So that'll be a fun night of music and dancing, of course. Did we miss anything? (laughs) I can hardly wait. It's it's a full season. It is a full season. And it feels like a lot of fun. Nice to have you guys back. Yeah, it's nice to like having a full season, like as great as the individual shows we've been able to do when we can have been. Having a full season really feels like the community is coming back and being supportive, whether it's participants or whether it's our subscribers. Tell it's us amazing. About your subscribers and how do you, how you become a subscriber? So very exciting this year. Um, our season subscribers basically you pay and you get tickets to all our plays and events. And for the first time this year, you can buy it online, which is amazing. Um, So for $75, you get all of that. If you want to be a seasoned patron, um, that's $100. And you get basically included as a $25 donation um, to the theater company. It's honestly so nice to be able to have it online so it's really easy and streamlined for everybody. But, of course, we take anything else, cash, check, e-transfer, just email us you offer um, tax if you need. Receipts? No, we're no. not a registered oh, oh, charity, okay, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I think we've got a lot to look forward to, and we're thanking yes. you for coming in today yeah, and telling us about all this. We look forward to following you. And- Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks so much. We're going to turn now to talk a little bit about other events that are happening around town, and I'm going to start with the visual arts. Um, currently in Huntsville, um, the Huntsville Art Society is presenting in Partners Hall a photography exhibition by Dr. Tim Lapp, and it's called Patagonia, Images from the Edge of the Earth. I happened to see this on the weekend, and it's really beautiful. I recommend that people go. It's like having a little trip. It's about his trek in Patagonia. Also, the Huntsville Art Society is presenting in the Huntsville Library uh, beginning October 6th, Christina McBean, and she will have woodblock prints, lithographs, and a few paintings. Also, Huntsville Art Society has art at the hospice, at Algonquin Craze Hospice. And it's Brenda Turner for the months of October, and, and so we'll find out who follows her. 
And a last call for Through My Daughter's Eyes, the retrospective of Brenda Wayman Goulet's sculptures, which are at Cole's Art Market, and that's on until October 10th. And Muskoka Arts and Crafts is showing in their chapel gallery a, a large group collection called the Brown Baggers, and it's fresh air, plein air, and the reception was on September 30th, but their exhibition dates are currently till October 22nd. I haven't seen that show. And don't forget to check MAC because Muskoka Arts and Crafts, they have lots of things happening. And upcoming, they have a holiday market at the end of November. And um, they have an entrepreneur series, a speaker series. Lots of things are happening. So just go to muskokaartsandcrafts.com. And I want to remind you that if the purple banner is out, the artist is in for Art Trail Muskoka. Still an opportunity to see art around town and around the area. And also in Arts Loop. .ca, which is around the Lake of Bays area. The studio tour of um, Halliburton Highlands, uh, the second weekend is uh, uh, October 8th and 9th. Uh, in Algonquin Park, I'm just about wrapping up, uh, the art exhibit Birds of Algonquin will go on till October 16th. At the Algonquin Room Gallery at the Visitor's Centre, we have Mystery of the Park. This is an annual event by the East Central Ontario Art Association. And just remember, a portion of each sale there is dedicated to the Friends of Algonquin Park. And if you want something more on this auditory side of your senses, you can think about New Adventures in Sound Art, which is in South River, and that's nasa.ca. They have a lot happening too. And Karen, what about the performing arts beyond Huntsville Theatre Company? Or well, maybe including them. <laughs> well, we can talk about that again too, but the Huntsville Festival of the Arts has their fall and winter lineup out. Uh, for uh, 2022-23, um, October 14th, Johnny Reed is coming to Deerhurst. Um, also Blue Rodeo, October 20th and 21st, also at Deerhurst. Um, at the Algonquin Theatre, the All Abilities Dance Crew, October 26th. November 19th, Serena Ryder. Uh, at the Algonquin Theatre, November 26th, The Nutcracker. December 1st, Blackie and the Rodeo Kings, also at the Algonquin Theatre. Um, Matt Dusk sings Sinatra, that's December 2nd at the Algonquin Theatre. And finally, um, Hoxley Workman, December 9th and 10th at the Algonquin Theatre. I won't go into um, next year, but there's, there's still more to come. It's wonderful. It's a beautiful mm. thing that we can have so many things happening. Thank you for joining us, Lauren. It Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to have you. There's only one Hunters Bay Radio. We, we are Muskoka. Muskoka.